0: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk Sport
1: powered by fans
2: the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation
4: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: 11 games undefeated, and it was a dominant win over Inform Plymouth. Just don't look at the league table. <laughs> Hey, do you want to tell the listeners what happened when I tried to do my
1: Open then a second ago? And I have to say, I did it brilliantly. What happened? Yeah, I had a phone ping alert on my phone. <laughs> However, in my defence, um, my eldest son is about to become a father at any minute. So oh, um, I, fe- I think, to be fair, that I need a pass, there, Craig, I need a pass get, on that. Heartless,
0: get to the He's absolutely buried me on that one. Good morning, yeah. David
1: Diamond. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Craig. How you doing, Craig?
3: Yeah,
5: okay. Thank you very much. Um, weather was nice, wasn't it? Spring had oh. sprung momentarily. Oh. It's a bit bit uh, more forlorn this morning, but uh, yeah, it's good. Just a quick one. Does Kieran McKenna know anything about cricket?
1: Can we can we get him over to the Caribbean? PDQ? Oh, I see what you're saying there, Craig. See what you've done there. Yeah, I think we need some something to uh, to reset. We need something to reset our. Uh, our uh, long form of the game, don't we? We're but done, Ben. Ben is glazing about? over, isn't he? Look at it. What, what, is
0: what is this nonsense? Right, let's give a shout out to um, Tristan Nydam, who's retired now. Um, and Craig, were you were you there at Notts County? I was. I was. I there. was. Yeah, you were there with yeah. Rich, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in the I was in the opposite stand, which unfortunately meant <clears throat> I was far closer to the unfortunate event. Just. Dave, just one of those tackles where the two players arrive together. Um, and unfortunately, if someone gets there slightly late. Um, yeah, and he's Horrible. never recovered, um, Tristan Nydam And I, I always liked him. And I remember um, that sort of back end of that season... Well, even pre-dating Mick McCarthy leaving, Nidham would get dripped in and Flynn Downs, obviously, Andre Dizelle. And then right towards the end of that season, uh, when McCarthy uh, left and Brian Klug took the team, Nidham was sort of one of the... I, I always think us fans try and judge a player, but it's always quite obvious when two or three different managers, when they've got lots of youngsters to choose from, choose the
1: same guys. and. Um, what what a shame, Dave. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, the injury itself was a, what was it, a double a double, certainly a break and a dislocation and ligament. I mean, it's horrific, horrific injury. I mean, probably even worse than a well, certainly a lot worse than an ACL, which is you know, thought the young players come back from that today. Very rarely such a young at such a young age does, you know, does an injury finish the in this day and age, you know, a career at such a young age. it was a it was a horrific one. And you're right, he was quite um I mean, he's always funny. This could be quite a good segue in a few minutes. Um, he was certainly always championed by Kieran Dyer as the one most likely to come through out of downs and out of the zone. Zell- Quite rightly, you say. You know, the former managers seem to um, seem to pick. him. mean, I think he would have become a quite a versatile player because he could certainly play that left wing back. I think he could play further up on the left, and I also think he could play inside as well. Tough, tough little player, and I think he would have blossomed into a into a really good asset for us. And it's just a crying shame. And it it, it was sort of ironic that it broke Joe broke the broke the news to us. It, I think it broke last Sunday evening when we were doing the um, when we were doing the pod last Sunday. So, yeah, incredibly. Um, Incredibly sad news and good luck to him, whatever the future, you know, the future holds for him.
0: Nice first touch, Craig. Low centre of gravity, good ball carrier, like Dave says, when you've got those sort of sound like David Brent, transferable skills, you can move around <laughs> various <laughs> different different positions. What what do you suspect? Um I think he had a chat with Andy on on um one of our rival podcasts, but we're good friends with him. Um what would you foresee um going on now for Tristan Nodam? I think the
5: club will look after him, won't they? They they tend to. They'll probably find a pathway for him if he wants to go into coaching. Then you know, there are plenty of youth teams for him to help it help out in and, and things like that. He was just a lovely little tenacious footballer, wasn't he? He was strong on the ball. He was good in the tackle, um, as Dave said. He was versatile. He could play anywhere on the left and in the middle of midfield. And he's young, isn't he? They were talking to. I was listening to Suffolk on the way to or from yesterday, and they were talking to Tariq Backinson. He's younger than him. They were saying, you know, Tyreek, you know, you must appreciate at your age, at similar sort of age, players having to retire already. He's like a few months younger than Backinson. We all think Backinson's a a young player making
1: his way in the game. And poor old
5: Nidem's already had to to jack it in.
1: Yeah, horrific one. As you're saying, quite just nothing, you know, nothing um, vindictive or anything in attack. It was just one of those. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Russian roulette sometimes, isn't it? Especially with those 50-50s. Craig, we've got a bit of a Kieran Dyer update because um, our friend, we mentioned Andy, we mentioned Stuart now, um, tweeted yesterday that uh, Kieran Dyer was at the game uh, having, um, should we say, quit the under 23s 23s gig wearing a Humphreys 30 um, Ipswich away shirt. Um, I haven't seen this, so um, uh, this is uh, Stuart's um, Stuart's eyes, and you can, um, I'm sure you will follow him on Twitter anyway, could follow um talk to me about this choice of attire then Craig oh Christ thanks for that um un- <laughs> I-,
5: I wonder how many times he's worn it previously put it that way I can't I imagine can't, I can't imagine You're it's like it all, it. <laughs> all bobbled and like moth eaten because he's been washed so many times he wears it all the time when he's playing five a side up uh up the up the sports ground um yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was really required, was it? I think it's intentionally provocative. It's quite interesting what Mick Mills said after the match yesterday was that he didn't really agree with Kieran's decision at all. You know, he said, yeah, sometimes you have to bite your tongue. Sometimes you know you can't be the the martyr for this um, cause that you've, you've got um, going on because just suck it up, just do your job and, and see what happens. You know, you've got a lot of things going for you here. Sometimes you need to sort of just take a step back and and, uh, and appreciate that, which is quite an interesting take on on it. But obviously, and, Kieran sees it different.
1: And I think you're right. You know, no matter what he's achieved in football, England in international, you know, Premier League in Newcastle, you know, good, a very good early career with us. It's just a, you know, despite what he's achieved, it's just another cog in the in the whole in the whole you know football um, Ipswich football organisation, isn't it? You know, it'll go on without Kieran Dyer. And I think I think McMills is right, Craig. I think it's just a. Uh, it's a shame, really, that, he, that sometimes you just have to have to take it on the chin and get on with it. Um, yeah, I mean, there were a few things that came out of it. Obviously, the, his thoughts on the um, on the progression of the academy players, and I think also what um, you know what went on in that sort of caretaker role with John McGrill around. You know, just after obviously uh, Paul Cook left, I think that left a bit of a mark on him as well. So, yeah, yeah, Again, I do end- I do yeah, understand sorry. that
5: one, to be to be fair to the guy. Did, and me and Joe spoke briefly about it on Friday. Yeah. I do understand that part of it, in that he's already in the, in the building. The The temporary manager was only ever going to be a temporary two- or three-game yeah. job. So to be overlooked for that from a guy who joined five days earlier or something like that, must have been a bit of a kick in the guts for him. To be kick in
0: the you knows, yeah, definitely. And Dave, when we had um, Kieran on the podcast, um, he was he, he self-confessed as an emotional An emotional guy, and I think anyone who's read the books knows that there's there's been some damage earlier in life, and perhaps you know some you know some he's he's admitted that himself. I don't think I'm I'm being unfair. And do you think this is something he might look back on and say, "Oh, that was you know I was emotional about about the club, and you know that I, I I just wonder. I remember him talking about the interview he gave out oh, I'm going to stay at Ipswich, blah, blah, blah. And then when he actually sat down and thought about it, now I need to go to further my career. I think, and I, I respect the guy massively, and obviously he came on <laughs> the pod, so I'm not, I'm not taking a shot at him, but he... He is an emotional, um emotional fellow, isn't and he? And he
1: is, and especially at this moment in time, my God, he's he's awaiting let's face it, it's a life exactly right. life changing operation for God's sake. You know, it's not I have any having a you know, he's waiting a liver transplant for goodness sake. So the the guy is um he must be emotionally all over the place in any event, you know. Um no, it's uh you know, it's a shame and as as McMill said, sorry, keep referring back to that. Let's hope it doesn't sort of he doesn't Regret it. And well, let's look. Let's hope he hasn't you know, who knows what the future holds. You know, he is such an Ipswich legend and an Ipswich lad and he's Ipswich through and through. We all know that, loves the club. Um, let's hope he hasn't completely closed the door on anything for him in the future with the club, perhaps. Okay, just quickly so we
0: can wrap this segment up. Just give me two word answer, Craig. A, a yes or a no twice. Um will will Bellamy have a job in the next year and well. will Bellamy open up the door for Dyer? No, he won't. Yes, he will. <laughs> Dave, I think he's gone for the um, he's gone for the impossible answer there. <laughs> it's like the, it's a bit like the Vicar Dibley. No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, quite. But but we suspect he might go and work for Bellamy if it would, it if would make job, sense there. Although it looks like Steve Morrison's got. Cardiff fairly well tied up now for the next while, doesn't it? So um, we'll see how that pans That's out. Wild. Right. Um, we've done all the news and um, well, well, we'll get into the prevailing mood of um, sort of frustration at this season perhaps ending a, about six weeks too early for us, but a great win yesterday against Plymouth. But first, we're going to hear from our friends over at Favourite Chicken.
4: With wings more crisp than a James Norwood finish, ribs meatier than a Sam Morsey tackle, and chicken tastier than Wes Burns, favourite is Britain's Tastiest Chicken. And as a listener of the Blue Monday podcast, you can get 20% off by entering BM20 at the checkout. Order direct from their menu at chicken ipswichcouk They'll deliver anywhere within a 2.7 mile radius of the store. And if you're not quite as local as the Bond family, you can click and collect. The store is located just off Hadley Road. Favourite, Britain's tastiest
0: chicken just a quick one from me obviously um dave and i started the podcast as um as a little bit of fun and it's gone and grown and grown and grown now we do have commercial partners and we just want to say thank you um to people i know you're here for the football but thank you for the people who have gone and used the code and uh, it really does help our podcast um grow so um those people who have supported any of our partners we've had over the years is a big um Big thank you for us. We know you're here for the football, but this has kind of grown about three heads now since um, David and I sat down in our um, in, in my spare bedroom uh, to do this. Um, David, so Ipswich versus Plymouth. Plymouth are very good. They're in the top four. They'd won six straight games. They hadn't conceded a goal. Um, Ten wins in 12. They'd mitigated the loss of uh, Ryan Lowe gone off yeah. to do the Preston job. Jeff um, Jeffcott, Hardy, good players
1: good team um, we don't win games like this do we no no we haven't I mean I, I guess we were helped somewhat yesterday that camera and Jeff Cott were both um, absent for I think both international reasons I assume um, so that helped to be that helped to begin with but um, yeah I mean any team in the top six or the top 10, probably, they were the team going into yesterday with incredible momentum, six on the spin, hadn't conceded a goal, just, you know, rolling teams over, creating chances, scoring goals. Um, Yeah, a big game. And certainly, as you alluded to there, a game in recent seasons where majority of which we just haven't (laughs) turned up, just haven't, yeah, just underperformed, really.
0: Craig we can be we can be churlish and uh, a lot of people do this don't they and say ah oh, look at the opponents and look they played five home games out of six or whatever you can't argue with 10 wins in 12 can you
5: No that's right and you can't argue with the clean sheets either can you it wasn't just no. the fact that they were you know winning by 2-1 or 3-2 of the last gasp they were just keeping like we'll talk about in a minute keeping teams at arm's length and not not um, giving away the chances as well. But uh, yeah, no, they were they were certainly the the form team as, as me and Joe spoke about on um on Friday. We did wonder whether Guinea Bissau International Kamara yeah. would be uh <laughs> would be a loss because he was the guy that um for those that went to the away match he was the one that Morsey was deciding to have his running running yeah. battle with um in the away match. So yeah he and to be fair to the guy he stood up to Morsey as well. So um Jeff Cobb I don't think he's been starting too many games, but yeah, I think Kamara was a bit of a miss in the middle.
0: Um. Sorry, let me just bring this up on the other screen. Apologies, and um, please do hit like over on YouTube <laughs> to see me um, to see me mess things up in the flesh, Dave. I'm trying to get the team up for you. There you go. Uh, so, there, yeah, let's just quickly bang through that Plymouth team: uh, Cooper, a familiar one there. James Wilson, number five, a little bit, a little bit sleepy at a very key moment in this game as well. Uh, Bolton, uh, Gillespie, Cessignon, Edwards, Randall, Houghton, Mayer. Hardy and Ennis, as you mentioned, a few um, big names out. So, Dave, for town, Walton in goal, Danassi Wolfenden and Burgess, we think, for the foreseeable now. Burns-Thompson, Morsi-Backinson now is the pair. Um, and I suppose the most interest here, Aluko, Selena Norwood. And we don't even have to be faux experts here, Dave, because Kieran McKenna told us exactly why James Norwood was playing in this game, due to an ability to run in behind and and yeah. lead the press, and yeah. being very wise after the event, it was a good
1: call, Dave. I think I think so, and I, I think it was, and I think that um, considering you know the impact, well, it was a good call as you see it. But I think the, given the impact, although not necessarily a goal threat when he came on last week, that Bond had. I mean, and, and McKenna admitted after last last week's game at, um, at Oxford that Bond probably had his best. Well, not quite 45 minutes, but 40 minutes, whatever spell, you know, since he's been there. And he was great last week, wasn't he? You know, his hold-up play was good. Like I said, must underline, not a goal threat, but he was winning balls in the air. He was bringing players into play. Um, caveat, he wasn't running offside. Um, and I think, I, I'm i not sure I'm alone with this. So I fully expected Bond to start yesterday. So, in the pub, in the greyhound, sort of get the team. Blimey, you know, Norwood there. With a Luco Salina, which I quite liked, um, sitting behind him. So, yeah, a bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, I mean, as, as as everything pans out, you can see what the you can see what the manager's all about, can't you? Really,
0: another sort of bespoke one. Then Craig, they're going to sit in, uh, not sit in. That's the wrong word. That's not fair on Plymouth. They're going to um, d- drop off, play out from the back, play through, and the idea is get on top of them. And um, Nor- Norwood um, is the figurehead for that specific tactic
5: yeah and running behind yeah um and it, quite interesting actually is that and as proved through the certainly for the first half that their goalkeeper has made the most short passes in league one of all goalkeepers and that you could tell that wow from, you by the way that they um the way they set up he was he was looking to play it short every time as as we do in the main to be fair um but yeah now it was interesting that mckenna said after the match basically spelled out McCauley bond's always offside very much, you know, <laughs> yeah. paraphr-
1: paraphrasing, paraphrasing yeah, he just, what he's... He just
5: stopped short of that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Paraphrasing yeah. what yeah. he normally says. That's what we, he and he did, he did say um, that, quite interestingly, that Norwood's the closest we've got to Jackson. So if Jackson had been fit, oh, yeah. he'd, have been, he'd have been playing, basically, is what he was saying as well.
0: Interesting. Um, us podcasters have to be careful in situations like this where the team's played well. So hopefully we've given... Uh, well, we've got a reputation over the years as being balanced, and we don't think that every single thing our club does is
1: absolutely <laughs> brilliant. But Dave, this first half was was excellent. it was brilliant. It was i think I know mean, you we can say that, seem to be saying it every other week now, I don't know, but certainly the best forty five I've seen since or I've seen this season, I think we were absolutely superb. Just just' <laughs> been picky, I guess sometimes the final ball, particularly. Not particularly because that's where generally we create these final balls. But Donassian and Burns down the right, sometimes you think, and is this is being really churlish, I don't know, but their final ball could be a little bit steady and a little can, bit. Dave, you know, can I throw in my constant? What? It's League One, yeah. Well, good point, yeah, very good point, yeah. But even so, you know, um, oh, I know,
0: I know, but I, you, I think you know sometimes the people sorry to interrupt you, Dave. I think sometimes oh. people, we, got, we got a question actually about Burns, and I do think you need to remember. These are third tier players. We always use, yeah. after our years in the Championship, we'd always <laughs> say they're either going up to the Premier League, they're on the way down, or they're in purgatory forever because of a key weakness that won't we see them play at the top extrapolate that down another uh, yeah, another
1: division that's uh, yeah, a good point, Dave. and it's not yeah, I guess you know you I, I don't necessarily mind those balls but it seems to it seems to happen a lot when they are tight to the line and they're thundered across as, as hard as possible <laughs> but you know then we'll, we'll get on to the goal and there's a prime there's a there's a prime example of perhaps how it should be done that's not right to say that but if I yeah that's my only my only comment but yeah we were superb I mean Morsi yesterday was Bloody warrior, was not he, Craig? He was just unbelievable. Um Backinson again. Backinson's a funny one. Backinson's one of these players in midfield who will lose possession almost carelessly, and you think, oh Christ. And insanely he'll just win it back straight away. He's got a hell of a knack for that. And, yeah, he, he's he's really grown into it. But yeah, you know, the first half yesterday was yeah, just lovely football. Um, you know, Selena getting on the ball, which we like a luco There was a touch from Burns. I mean, we saw that, Craig. I think just before half time, when he took that ball out of the air, he thought, my goodness me, just yeah, just everything about that first half was 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 great. Other than um, yeah, I mean, McKenna's right afterwards. Which perhaps should, yeah, could have been easily two or three up. What, what do you think, Craig? Well, yeah. What it did is it,
5: it. If you take the last forty, the last half, the second half against Oxford, and put yeah. it together with the first half from. Yeah from yesterday it was you couldn't not have had a more perfect 90 minutes of football basically because mm. you know we just carried on from from the second half performance at Oxford and say so, as Dave said that Burns <laughs> touch he sort of intentionally made it more difficult for himself by turning right. around and dr- making it come over his shoulder to pull so it, it was out a,
1: it was a spinning ball as well so it was a high clearance the ball was spinning and it dropped over his shoulder it was just and he had a defender behind him and he kept the defender up, he, you know kept the defender there Ridiculous, absolutely but then, ridiculous. He, but he did that.
5: You know, the amount of times Selena just took the ball oh, out of the air, yeah. just drops on his foot. The mat, yeah. Sol- Aluko does it. You know, we've we've gone and about the about the performance and and the the display in itself. We just look such a good team, don't we? From yeah. From no, and we we went years of seeing all these teams come to Portman Road and be well coached and well drilled and know what they're doing and know where each other are going to be in certain situations.
0: Craig, That's especially awesome. at this point in the season, this is yeah. where we would get found out for not being well coached. Where maybe Ugh. in those first twenty games, you know, the break and the quality would see through, and then the good coaching would come through in this part of the season, and yeah. and we'd be left behind, wouldn't we? Yeah, That's I mean
1: they were they were no mugs. You could see that they were no mugs. We were, I think, our cause was helped slightly by we said, you know, they've gone, you know, certainly these six games won six on the spin, hadn't conceded. They lost Bolton, the the middle of the center the, the middle of the centre yeah. backs um after about what, twenty five minutes, Craig, I think. So they had a re, they had a reshuffle there. So that I think did help but but we look we're playing well before that. You know, we were dominating possession and just it was just free flowing football. Yeah, it was really, really easy on the eye. Lovely to yeah. see yesterday. I think I think Norwood fancied Critchlow when he came on, didn't he? Yeah. he fan- he, he, he
5: took a yeah he took a liking to him as soon as yeah. he came on and he, he went to look for him every time there was a, a ball coming up the up the pitch he was looking to sit on him I think yeah
0: just bring the bring the numbers up for the first half before we talk about the goal it is, it is very very good and you know obviously again I hope we've done all the mitigating factors um, in respects of uh, you know players missing etc but I mean eleven shots in the first half eight shots inside the box. Zero big chances conceded, zero shots on target, four corners to one. Um, again, I'll reiterate, us podcasters get accused of getting carried away and exaggerating. And I hope we're not. Um, Craig, I paused this one a couple of times on, um, on the Gillette show. Actually, Joby McEnough was very, um, very full of praise. And I know he's one of the pundits that watches a lot. And he's actually very clued in in terms of uh, League One stuff. This is one of these ones where in years gone by, I think the flag would have gone up for Morsi, but with the obvious changes in interfering with play. I mean, he, he, I, I may be wrong, but um, the, the ball obviously goes to Norwood and Morsi's with him from Selena. And then do you want to take it from there? Yeah, it was, it, it, it's a nice ball, isn't it? And if you
5: take it back a little bit further, I think someone, yeah, if, someone's um, put it on Twitter in terms of the whole... Um, Piece the whole portion of play, cranky, get that out on (laughs) us. Check me teeth. Um, it actually it it starts off quite a way back and it comes across the pitch, it goes back towards the cobble stand, it then comes back towards the the west stand. Um, and Selena then chips a lovely ball down in in the channel through to Norwood, who takes it in his stride. Um, and he's then got Critchlow on him, hasn't he? And he's, as Dave was saying, that I mean, Dave was saying there about him looking to sort of target Critchlow he's strong isn't he he holds Critchlow off and Critchlow's trying to get to him um isn't able to um drives it into the box uh and Morsey's piling in um as he's as he's now got license to do um and bundles it in a couple of yards out it's just a good goal and a good it's we were talking about it where where we sit about you know, the, the strikers maybe not scoring as many goals now. We can't argue that the midfielders aren't scoring the goals at the moment. You know, it's it's sort of flipped on its head, isn't it, from earlier in the season where we were crying out for a midfielder to score a goal. um, They're the ones that are now carrying the load.
1: Dave? Yeah, no, exactly, as Craig said. Um, <clears throat> You know, we just haven't had... In recent seasons, central midfielders, any of our central midfielders, just wouldn't have been in that position in recent no. seasons, as Craig said. You know, Mawdsley's now got licensed to license to get forward, and he's You've got quite so a good well. chance to mention Scuglas here, Dave. Scuglas, the <laughs> Scuglas axis. Um, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, yeah, and Craig's right. Norwood does well because Norwood is a lovely ball for him, Selina. Norwood, yeah, they say takes it down in one, and he saw, he's got Critchlow there where he wants him. Norwood's strong, and it's a clever ball because it's not—it's not like one of those balls are his very. Who burns or when you know, when Donation when they're fizzing it across in a straight line, it's a reverse pass because he's, he's at the line. And um, yeah, great, great support play from Morsi and richly deserved on the um, you know, on the first half performance because yeah, we have we have don I don't think we played as well in some of the um, games you see at home, you know, first half, um, but um, yeah, you know, our, our overall play just deserved the goal and yeah, deserved more than one probably first half. To be fair it's to Plymouth sorry, Ben, to be fair, fair to Plymouth first 15-20, they
5: had a lot of possession, didn't they? But they didn't really do too much too much with it as as the stats prove. But um, you know, they I like, weren't
1: I quite, I quite like know, the left forward. back. He didn't get forward that much, but he had a lovely left foot, the left back and a left foot like Gillespie, I think. Like velvety left foot, Ben, you'd have liked that. Oh yes, you love a left foot, don't you? Dave? <laughs> um well we'll stick with you then, Dave. Um,
0: so look, I I wasn't at the game. Um, everybody else, everybody else was have have children. I know you. I know you guys. I know you guys have been there. But um, my brain is immediately going. It doesn't matter how well you're playing. If you're playing a good side, you know, as the game goes on, they'll you know game state changes, and they'll have nothing to lose and um, push on. Did did the nerves kick in? Did the sense of control? I know. Was there was that big oh. miss by uh, Burns? But I think that was up in stoppage time possibly that was a take, no take, take and, me through the, the second half how, weird, how was it?
1: the how was the control yeah I, I think it was always there the first sort of 15-20 minutes was a bit it was scrappy, a bit wasn't flat it? wasn't it yeah a bit yeah. flat and scrappy look we didn't yeah. I say we took our foot off but obviously that uh you know they they were got at you know, you'd think that the coach got to them at half time a bit and um but did they really threaten this in that period no um so yeah, just a just a bit flat and um, flat and scrappy and probably I think we made the substitution so it was um obviously Bond for Norwood and Chaplin for a Luko with 25 uh, 64. There you go. 25 minutes, and I think we picked it just before then. I think we picked it up again, but I think we we, we you know that gave us another that gave us another impetus. I mean, Chaplin came on and oh, just shows the embarrassment of riches we got there. Some of his touches yesterday were just absolutely sublime for goodness sake. I think someone talks about it in the tweets, do not A couple of throws to him, and he just swivel swivel volleys, passes away. You think, oh my god, you know it's ridiculous <laughs> at this level, but. Um, yeah, and then, then I think once the substitutions were made, we, we we sort of gained control again. Yes, they got a couple of corners near the end, and yes, the keeper came up, and you think, is this bloody Oxford deja vu sort of thing? But, you know, keeper came and caught them. And what they didn't show on the highlights, I don't think they showed on the highlights, was virtually the last kick of the game. The keeper comes up. The they it Sky, yeah. It did show it on Sky. I like, haven't <laughs> yeah. seen the Sky highlights. And it, we're all going, God, God, God. It just sort of rolls off. I don't think it's good. And the, in the end. defender sort of gets there just in front of the line. But, yeah, I think, you know, you've always got that nervous stuff going on after what happened at Oxford. And, Dave,
0: anyone can stick a decent cross in and get first contact on it at any point yeah, in the game, I, especially when you're chasing and
1: you've thrown everybody up. We can't. We can't do that. <laughs> no, no, good, point. good point. Although the corners, Selina were taking them yesterday. Generally, were, I thought well, we didn't, not that we got ahead at goal on them, but I think they were pretty good. There weren't any, you know, first defenders were missed and stuff. But no, I think just just, just general good control. And um, oh, for goodness sake, that Burns miss. Oh my God, the play from Selina for that. Well, when you saw that, played that back countless times. What a goal that would have been. Holy moly. And it
5: was a, it was a surprise he didn't win because he's been in that position I just right,
1: expected how many, the net bulge, yeah. for God's sake. But, um, yeah, yeah, at that point, you think Selena, and you, you look at the little passages of play from Selena, and the little sort of nuggets of play from Selena, and you think, God, God, this guy is so much on a level above, so much above this we, level. Dave, uh, we, we knew... Well, I, we knew that.
0: We knew that from um, remembering, what, five <sighs> years ago, his debut, I was at Luton and <sighs> seeing his first touch and thinking, oh... OK, um, <laughs> think, right. there's there's something, there's something well, there if someone can work with this And I was at,
1: um Craig was probably there, I, was at, I don't know a few were there, I was at QPR when he I saw was, something, yeah. suddenly picks a ball, cuts inside and buries one in the far corner from 20 yards. He, OK, <laughs> this might yeah, be he a player. Needs to, needs to piece it together. Yeah, and you. I think, I think so, I think, and again, I think someone we get, there's a tweet about it, isn't it? I'm pretty sure there is. I don't know if we're going to cover that, but yeah, he was going to benefit. You know, look, fingers crossed, because he would be a, Again, someone said this on the tweets this week a marquee sign, It would really would be a statement of intent if he if he signed. And um yeah, you know, if he's here full and fit pre-season without COVID and the other issues he had last season, flipping heck. I mean absolutely insane. Craig, can I focus your analysis
0: more on what Kieran McKenna said afterwards? Because I'm I'm confused as a as a layman and not an expert like he is. He was talking about the difference between us and a really, really good side is, you know, scoring from set plays and scoring half chances. And um, I'm not entirely sure as a fan how how that how that stacks up. You're, you know, you're trying to create good moments and good chances. And he's talking about the extra Dave was mentioning it didn't go didn't go 2-0 at any point. And then of course, if it goes 2-0, you the game gets that much more stretched. What what, what does he mean when he's talking about you know, scruffy goals and whatnot, that 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 I'm struggling to reconcile that. I think I know what he means. Well I think it's, I
5: suppose is what he's saying is that you can you can only score so many perfect perfect goals can't you um, in terms of last week at Oxford for example was a perfect example wasn't it? two passes, two good um, direct passes and, and the balls in the back of the net. Whereas I think he's probably looking that even if you're not on top you can score out of nothing. You know, you as you said Ben you'll get a corner, you'll get it in, you'll get first contact, you've scored a goal. Oh, thank God for that. We can now settle into the game or we've now got a cushion in, in the game. Um, I think and, and it's just probably getting more entries into the box and therefore by by virtue of having more entries into the box, you do get a scrappy goal because it's bounced off a defender's knee and fallen to, to Chaplin. You can just slam it in the back of the net sort of thing. So I think it's probably looking at, at that from, as, as you said, more set pieces goals just to get us on top of a game, get us consolidated in a game. Because, you know, we're not remarkable um, statistic from from set pieces, I'm sure, in terms of, of what we <laughs> what we don't manage to score compared to compared to the ones we've conceded recently.
0: Do you agree with that, Dave? Um, I think I think Craig's explained it quite well. It's you know, when a chance does come off a defender's knee, being able to scoop that one up as well, yeah. rather than yeah, scruffy relying gloves. on Pure pattern of play the entire
1: time. Yeah, scruffy goals. You need that. Craig's right. You're not always going to going to score the you know the perfect the perfect goal. So yeah, certainly goals from set plays are vitally important. Well, at any level, but especially especially at this level. Um... Like I said, I think the deliveries, are, the deliveries have been better. There was a couple. I, I, oh, I had money on Burgess one nil yesterday. There was a couple <laughs> of corners in the first half. There was one he was really frustrated. Selina took one, and you could see him sort of homing he in. Away and, and, and yeah, and the only, defender just gets it, and you, you could see he doesn't get Burgess doesn't even get contact on it. But it's a really, if you follow the ball, it's a really good clearance by the defender. You can see Burgess is running back with his head in his hands because that is right on his head. But yeah, you know, um you, you need to score your fair share, and we just we yeah we don't we just don't score enough. I think the qualities of the set plays are better. we're certainly getting better um free we didn't have any free hardly any free kicks yesterday yeah. in around but Evans was certainly um that that certainly an improvement in his game before he got injured. So you know we've got the players Christ Selena and you know we've got players technically gifted enough to chaplin, gifted enough to deliver it's just um yeah, turning those into goals really. So Burgess you... was
5: Burgess was probably walking, running back with the head in his hands because he knew there was six pounds fifty that isn't going to go into <laughs> exactly. the, uh, Bloody... the diamond coffers. I,
1: I know, I know exactly that could have been Ben. That could have been a packet of nappies for Christ's sake for grandchild oh, diamond. We're oh, on, to, we're dear. on
0: to four, we're on to four plus now. Woo-hoo! How about that? Four yeah, plus, um, blimey. Yeah. Um, right. So we've had lots and lots of fun talking in isolation about the game, which was great. Now, I know I've been babbling on here, saying to people, stop looking at the league table. You drive yourself mad. We were obviously, when McKenna took over, we were 10 points off, and I think sixth place had a game in hand. And I was talking to Seb post-match. Since that time, MK have done 38 points in 17 (laughs) games, which is ridiculous. Wigan have done 34 in 16 Rotherham have done 33 in 16. And up until yesterday, um, Plymouth had done 31 in 15. So essentially, um, the real mega frustration here is we're chasing teams in that top six. We're scoring two points, but we're now over two points per game, 35 in 17, which is so, so impressive. But I've just reeled off four teams that can equal that and had a 10 point head start. So um, as much as we're, Sitting here, and we're very happy with, you know, the the level of performance. The run is fantastic, and maybe commensurate with the level of player that came in during the summer. We get we get that as well. Maybe there was a sense of underachievement, but the the frustration is absolutely real. I'm going to bring the I'll bring the league table up, in fact, um, and just. <laughs> Um, The the whole term, I think Joe said it well, Dave, in terms of running out of road, 64 points now from 40. So even if we continue with the two points per game for the remainder of the season, that will land on 76. And you look, Sheffield Wednesday have got 69 with seven games to go. Are Sheffield Wednesday going to score one point per game or fewer for the last six games? Probably not. Um, So um, this sense of optimism... Comes with a sense of frustration, Dave, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, we're going to be, we are, we're just going to be short. I mean, it's it's, it's incredible. Um, You look on the BBC, it's quite interesting. If you look on the BBC um, Football League one site, it's got the, you've seen, it's got like the last five, I think it's the last five games and the wins, draws and losses and the wins are shown, um, sorry, the wins are shown in green, the losses are shown in red. And virtually for the top, well, yeah, from us up top nine, um, in the last five games, there's only about three Reds on there and one of there's those. Yes,
0: just... Dave. There's more green than Snoop Dogg's pre-Super Bowl dressing
1: room. <laughs> exactly, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just a freak, freak season. And yeah, it's well documented. We're going to pay for that. We are going to pay for that slow start. And I know, frustratingly, you know, although the football's been brilliant lately, just yeah, you know, Cheltenham at home. Yeah, you know, the last. I know Welcome. it's ifs and buts and. You know, yeah, no, yeah come and, you know, you take another four points, my God, things would look a lot, things would look a hell of a, hell of a lot closer, obviously a lot closer, a lot better. But, yeah, um, it's going to, I think it's ultimately going to end in frustration. However, as a great someone once said, do one game at a time, one <laughs> game at a time, that's all you can do. It's it's difficult, Craig, isn't it? Not Like Dave
0: says, kind of reasonably, I'll oh, add two points on for that game, two points you on can't. for that game. That would be 39 points in seven. So the standard that McKenna would have to reach, even though it's been very high, would be it would be something like remember at the start of the season, Bournemouth, they had 40 points in their first 17 games, I think, didn't lose it. That would have been where we where we would have to be to, to make this, wouldn't it, Craig? Yeah. And with a, excuse me, and with a brand new
5: manager halfway through a season, you know, picking up someone else's, someone else's squad. Um, and there's quite interesting, and I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times, mentioned it on Friday night, is that on TWTD, they've got a, a league table. It's sort of as you were talking about there, Ben, and you can put a date range in. So you get the date that McKenna started through to now and look at the league table, 16, 17 games. Mm-hmm. And sort of as you say, we're... I think after yesterday, we might actually be second, but we're going to sort of got a game in hand and could overtake so they play the same amount of games. But over three months, we've only gained three points on Sheffield Wednesday. So, you know, how long is the season going to have to If you're X amount of points behind, the season's going to have to be pretty extended for you to gain a point every month to catch the teams that, you know, you've got to catch up four or five teams. I appreciate we've, I think we've taken 14 points off of Sunderland, um, who had a bit, of a bit of a blip. But it just goes to show, you know, we're not even top of that, the league since McKenna took over because. Uh, these teams were already purring and haven't, as you say, just haven't let up. Dropped the one, the t- yeah, the teams that are in that top six since December the twenty, whatever it was, sixth, seventh, eighth, are the teams that are still above us on
0: March the twenty-seventh. Paying for the crimes of um, earlier in the season, sadly, Dave.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, yeah, you, you, know, you can't have a start like that. It was just, yeah, just um, always playing catch up.
0: Yeah, because all was
5: saying, you know, well, we're only nine points behind. It's only three wins. Yeah, but the other teams are going to win those three. Yeah, you can't make up. You can't make. Just I can't get everyone else to <laughs> just stop winning games.
1: When I grew up, I quite liked the number nine, David Johnson, the first number nine, Paul Mariner, number nine. But I hate bloody nine. Hates it.
0: <laughs> um, I just want to talk, and I don't want to be negative about this, um, Dave. There's this. There's this horrible thing in my head as, a, as an Ipswich fan because we don't get nice things. But so everything is great now, and the timing's great. Other than you know leaving the, you know that ten point gap from when with the game in hand from when McKenna had uh, taken over. How do you keep this going through a window? And we've been discussing this. And I need to plug. Our leveller service, which is like you, you can now join the Blue Monday WhatsApp <laughs> group. Um, check that. Out. We've been discussing this in the in the leveller chat. In terms of look, will there be a couple of sales in the summer? Will a first team go to bring in a couple more? How do you main? Because we know if you maintain now this into. Um, Next season, we're going to be like QPR, right? Everyone last season, QPR got forty-six points in the last twenty-three games in the Championship. Everyone said, "Right, they're going to they're going to go this season." How do you now maintain that through? Because this is promotion form. But um, if if Craig's assertions about League One continue into next season, th- and another three teams will get ninety points, and um, <laughs> you know, welcome to the party. Derby County, maybe, and uh, possibly Barnsley. You know, um, Peterborough, who probably signed some ridiculous striker as well.
1: I, don't, I think so. I mean, I, I think you just got to look the different. The difference in that you can, everyone can see the difference in the coaching under the new, you know, under the new manager under the new regime. So imagine a, you know, a pre-season with uh, you know players having that under their, you know, under their belts. Um, Obviously, there were going to be players going out. We've all sort of speculated on who that who that might be. There might well be. I mean, it's it's a strange one, you know. Before yesterday, Norwood's a case in point. Before yesterday, look at Norwood and you think, yeah. he's... But he, well, we said this before. We said this prior to Christmas. He's gone. He's gone now. But you look at okay. Think we all think had Jackson remain fit, Jackson was probably a you know a permanent becoming a permanent fixture with the way the manager likes to play. You know, suddenly Norwood comes in yesterday, great display from Norwood, and you think, well, okay, Um, maybe maybe he'll still be around. So, you know, players will be going out, I think, a couple of astute signings. I think the core, hopefully the core of the team will remain. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at players throughout the core of the team. I mean, Wolf, and then has just been a revelation. Absolutely. It just looks a thoroughbred role. I mean, Robson's used that phrase before. Rolls Royce the defender at that level. People are going to be, you know, high, the clubs from higher up are going to be casting envious glances at players like him. But I think, you know, the cause of the, the you know, you keep the core of the team and we have got the core of the team. Um, on you know fairly long term, long term contracts. There's no reason why you can't keep this momentum going. You know, finish the season. Christ, if we can get six wins, brilliant. I mean, but if we can keep you know a largely largely unbeaten, um, why can't we carry that through into the you know into the new season? And however you carry that through into the new season, and yeah, you are going to be not that we weren't at the start of this season very much. We were the favourites at the start of the season, but you're certainly going to have that tag taken into you know taken into next season. So I think. Couple of astute signings. I think, um, you know, the way we're playing and the way that, you know, the football and obviously the, the, you know, the new, the coach getting a, you know, a a reputation as we can see now as a, and, you know, they talk about it on the EFL show, on the Quest show every week now, you know, people are talking about McKenna and what a job he's doing already. Um, You'd think that, um, you know, you'd be able to track if you are going down that route some more. uh you know big big you know loan take big loan signings but some loan signings from from maybe even premier clubs
2: the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation botox cosmetic autobotulinum toxin a is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines crow's feet and forehead lines look better in adults
3: Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
2: See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.
4: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18+, plus serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. So get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process.
0: Are you as Are you as confident, Craig? I'm. I'm almost to the point now where if we're going to run out of road, I'm looking. Um, and let's be fair about this. One of Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland are still going to be here next season. Um, they're too far away from the from the you know the the top two. And uh, you know, if Derby keep Wayne Rooney, that'll be crazy um, amount of eyeballs on them every single week as well, won't it? Yeah.
5: Well, as you say, there's going to be three teams currently in the playoffs that aren't going to make it, plus two or three teams that aren't currently even in the playoffs that, that aren't going to make it. So there's still going to be some big teams in there. They're going to have teams coming down from the championship. I'm just interested to know which, which what teams we actually want out of our division yeah. next next season that we don't actually want to play next next year. MK Dons is probably one. It'd be interesting to see what MK Dons do next year, won't it? Cause yeah. He's had such a fantastic impact, hasn't he? Um, on them, whether he can now they're probably thinking the same thing that if we don't go up with the run that we're, you know, us guys are currently, and if we don't go up this year, can we maintain that going into into another year? So that'd be quite interesting to see how um how yeah, they do. But no, I fully agree twine with Twine as
0: well, the the
5: forward would, yeah, good point. will not, not be there as as yeah, well. Very and, good. So. But then but then they probably thought that with Fraser last year. Oh balls, we lost Fraser who did everything for us.
0: Yeah wonder whatever became of him. Shall we get into some uh, Twitter questions? Uh, thank you, everybody, for getting your questions in at Blue Monday ITFC. And as I said, uh, probably not very uh, well. You can now join our level of service and chat with us regularly through the week. Some great chats in there, especially the uh, Tyree Simpson one. We were going back and forth on that. In fact, I wonder if we've got any, any questions on it. Uh, let's... Um, dive in here to the questions um dave uh this is from daniel isn't it exciting to have a team that seemingly knows how to attack and defend um you've uh, can i push back a little bit um just in the interest of conversation um the balance there seems to be um probably scoring nine out of ten on the defense and six out of ten on the on the on the attack at
1: the moment though isn't it in terms of the balance and the goals output yeah i think so but again harping back the old adage is you know more, the more clean sheets you keep the more successful you're you're likely you're, well, yeah it's same you're likely to be so you know that's what that's and and i think hats off to McGreal. that's it started with you know john McGreal way you know, way back seems a long time ago now in december when playing the three at the back system um and um he's yeah, been carried it, carried it through really successfully but yeah yeah, it's it's an odd one. The goal scoring is a the goal scoring is an odd one. Obviously, at the beginning of the season, you're scoring goals for fun. I think we were top scorers in the whole of EFL after about. Six, seven, eight games. I think Oh, that so went it's, a uh,
0: lot further than that, Dave. And did it go a lot Road as a stadium was the BTTS capital of the well. The, to be fair, nation, yeah, we got it? six.
1: Yeah, I mean, but again, I think Joe's Joe's alluded to that before. That was perhaps an outlier because four of those, uh, eight of those, came in two. Well, fourteen of those came in three games, didn't they? So it sort of balanced itself out. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's an odd one because the chances are clear-cut chances being created again you, you know you think of the game yesterday and were there any sort of glaring misses no um like i said i'd perhaps have been a bit over critical of those two or three five uh, sorry final i final keep balls. interrupting you sorry i normally tell on, you off of that
0: big big chances per game 1.9
1: so yeah. it's actually pretty good yeah okay well yeah i mean i can't really recall that many cl- a, one, man. which one? one burns is one at the end will uh, be Oh, well, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, right, Sorry, yes, that okay. was
0: that was the average over the season. That yeah, was, yeah, right, yeah. Nine, right right per the night. Years
1: Sorry. Per years right yesterday. at the end. Yeah. And 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 sort of Bond, Bond is a case in point. You know, throughout, I think I've said this before, you know, when Bond going back okay, months, six weeks ago when Bon was sort of getting perhaps more more game time, was he you know, were 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 there glaring misses there? No, not really, because I mean, the chance creation perhaps wasn't there then. So yeah, it's a uh, it's an odd one, but um, it's certainly uh, we're we're sort of building from a really strong base, aren't we? For goodness' sake, yeah. and that's what and that's as we're sort talking
5: about taking momentum through the summer and preseason. You'd you'd probably think that that's obviously what they're going to major on in in the preseason is is those patterns of play in the final third, yeah, getting more people in the box, getting better quality in set pieces as well. That's and you say Ben that we're probably currently a nine in in defence and a six in um, attack. I think that's fair? Um probably a seven you just want both as yeah, an eight, a bit lucky. both as an eight, didn't you? And then you you know, just tail a little back on the on the defensive stuff and bring the attack out. If you've got both solid eights, you're top two, I'd have
0: thought. You would yeah. have thought. Um, Craig, you're gonna tell me off because you're gonna get another dire question. It's just the way it's un it's just the way it's unfolded here. Um this is FPL switch. Uh did KD embarrass himself yesterday with the Humphrey shirt? Could his agenda uh, this is FPL switches words, not ours. Um, actually, end up hampering Humphrey's progress. Jolly not. No,
5: I wouldn't. Th- I don't think McKenna's that kind of guy. he crikey. I think, and we were talking about this ourselves uh, yesterday in, in the in the fans zone actually, which to be fair was absolutely rammed yesterday. The fans zone. They had a big screen up for the England match afterwards, and beforehand they were showing mariner highlights they were showing oxford highlights they were showing joe she and in interviews and stuff on this big screen in the fan zone so just uh, call that to the people that arranged that that was that was all good um now we were talking about this beforehand actually saying that, about the sort of players that mckenna is going to bring in and mckenna is an academy product in himself isn't he from a management perspective and there's no reason why a manager would bite the nose to spite his face in terms of not picking a player that they think is good enough. And that's, that's the key, isn't it? It's whether McKenna thinks he's good enough, not whether Kieran Dyer thinks um, Humphries is good enough. I'm sure if McKenna thinks he's good enough, he'll be playing first team or on the bench, like Elkin Baggett was on the bench um, yesterday. So um, we know, as, as Dave said about Kieran, now we know what he's like. He's an emotional guy. He wears his heart on his sleeve, probably too emotional for his own, for his own good sometimes. Mm. Um, might not have been the wisest thing to do yesterday, but you know, guy can do what he wants, can't he? He's not you know, he's not pushing it in anyone's face, he's just you know just a little nudge, taking the Mickey a little bit, fair play to him. <laughs> if he wants to do that, then who are we to who are we to argue?
0: Um Dave, um this one I'm interested in uh Chris, who's in our leveller actually. I love Wes Burns as much as anyone, but whether it's crossing or shooting, when will he learn a bit more composure? Before you answer, let me Last give you week a... at Oxford. That, that's where he <laughs> learned it. It's yeah. fine last week. Well, let me give you some numbers. So, uh, 29 starts, 10 goals, only three big chances missed uh, across the season by whatever um, Google, whatever SofaScore defines as a big chance. Um, eight big chances created, uh, which has got him six assists. Um uh, Chris is a very smart guy. Do you think he's been a bit harsh there, um, give, given we're talking about a player he's no, never just, played higher than League One, has he? I
1: think I think what Chris is alluding to there is just like what I what I said earlier on, just those final balls where, look, he, Craig's, Craig's dead right. You know, he got it exactly right at Oxford. And we've seen him get it, Christ, exactly right. Sorry, five or six times before, identical, identical balls where he makes the break. He gets his head up. You know, he picks the pass, which he did last week. I think Chris is just a bit frustrated a frustration i don't know as of yesterday where <clears throat> he will get the ball type the byline, and he will hammer it across i mean yeah I, I expected him to score score yesterday he just dragged it dragged it slightly right at the end it didn't have an effect obviously it didn't really affect the because it was virtually the last the last kick of the game but yeah i, I kind of see what he's getting at in some situations perhaps he could be, you know be a, a little more composed but as you quite rightly said we're talking league one aren't we yeah and, must- and,
5: and and sorry but just to say that exactly there. That, that yes, he is the lead one player. And at the beginning of the season, ninety percent of his crosses were whacked across. Yes, <laughs> uh, weren't they? They they were. Yeah. Now a
3: high, high across
5: as well. Um, yes, yeah. right the, <laughs> but now, yeah. Um, See, good point. Now McKenna's come in. Yeah. He has. You know that that it's not now ninety percent. It's sort of evening itself out. There are yeah. still little glimpses and rushes of blood to the head where he will slam it across the box, but they're getting far fewer than, than they were. And that that hopefully can only um, continue with Improve. more coaching and more. Yeah, that's right. As they're getting used to playing, he's still going to be there at the back of his head occasionally, but they are getting fewer, to be fair to the
1: guy. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think we are being a bit churlish because, my goodness me, what a season that young man has had. Goodness well, it, me. Well, it's got to be an impact. top, top five percentile in terms of right-siders
0: in, in oh, League yeah. in League One, for sure. Um, I just want to point out with my championship hat on that there's something very strange in the championship where a lot of clubs' most saleable asset plays down the right-hand side you of said, there. Yeah. There's, so there's Jed Wallace, whose contract's coming up. There's Brennan Johnson of <laughs> Forest. Keen Lewis hey! Potter, of course it is. Keen Lewis Potter um, at Hull. Dave, I'm just going to mute you set Oh no, he's done it. Uh Keen Lewis Potter at Hull. God, even James Bree, remember him? He's like Luton's oh, no, uh, no. key player. Um, so I suspect let me mute him a sec, there you go. I suspect that um there will be some movement in terms of um and we had a long chat about this on the um on the leveler, didn't we? There will be some two in and thrown of right-sided players in League One and don't get overprotective. I know people go, we never sell him I'm only going to sell him for eight million now but I'm just telling you I'm just telling you that there will be movement in right-sided players um especially if Forrest don't go up it'd be interesting
5: to see if if anybody does make a move from and we'll never know but if no one does the reasons why they wouldn't because interesting he he doesn't he doesn't actually have a trick in him does he if you know what I mean in terms of a right he's he's pace he's directness he's as you know, as we've just said he's occasionally um slamming the ball across the box but i don't know if you can teach a guy of that age a trick you know he just he just doesn't have in his locker but he does have the touch as we spoke about earlier christ he's got a hell of a touch on him he's got the pace he's got strength he keeps going for 85 of the 90 minutes currently because he's you know, had a hell of a long season poor fella he's scoring goals he's creating them so you know he, he ticks a lot of boxes i just wonder what boxes he wouldn't tick that wouldn't take him up to that next week
1: he's and he's, his stock is certainly rising you, you see the oh, efl yeah. show last night and Carl robinson Carl robinson spoke really well about i mean you know i know platitudes and stuff like that but he spoke really well he was on there last night and he said burns the week before he said second half they just couldn't work it out couldn't handle him i mean okay yeah. much perhaps a lot of that was to do with tactically how McKenna shaped the side in the second half, but he said, yeah, Burns just or he said it, was, it ran all over us, and he said, yeah, Burns was the pretty much the catalyst for that. And just in terms of that, I think
5: for Burns, for, and uh, sorry, apologies, but I don't know if we've got any questions on it, but for Burns to play so well, he's got the guy beside him, nice. player, of the, player of the season, Danassian, to oh, my mind. He's, he's just been remarkable and he's allowing him to do it. He's also supporting him. He's up there in the 90th minute, overtaking yeah. him, undertaking him, getting into the box. And this is just central defender.
1: Great. And I thought yesterday, again, you know, I know people on our level of group were saying quite rightly Morsey was just up there yesterday. And um Burgess, I thought, played really well. But again, in yesterday was just phenomenal again, yesterday, wasn't he? Unbelievable. What a season. And I think, I think you know. Right. A lot of candidates for player of the season, but I, he would get he would at this moment in time. I think he would get my vote. Actually, let us know on Twitter. My brain's
0: been going ten to the dozen. A great player who didn't have a trick in him. I'm sure there's someone who got right to the very top. Playing <laughs> white. a lot of
5: those. David Beckham couldn't really <laughs> dribble. There around you the go. Back. He had a he not, had a pretty
0: good. I'm not comp- comparing. <laughs> Burns? Oh no! Twitter is going to have you done it now. All done it now. All those three kicks, thirty uh, yards yeah. out. Get on um, them, awesome, thank you everybody for the questions <laughs> at Blue Monday ITFC and uh, this is the depressing bit where we look and see what's going on uh, next week so Cambridge at home looks preferable for us Wickham have Doncaster at home Sheffield Wednesday have Wimbledon at home the one nice fixture there for us if I'm still, I keep telling people to know, I'm such a hypocrite aren't I Plymouth are playing Oxford yes. next week so one of them is the MK have got Shrewsbury at home <sighs> uh, the, oh dearie me anyway um, but uh, Craig next week against Cambridge just keep things going clean sheet win would be lovely and try and work towards a mid to high 70 points total and um, you know if, if that means we finish eighth ninth seventh or whatever then so be it yeah I think I think probably for next week you the
5: concern I'd have is you you look back at the Cheltenham game you look back at the Morecambe game don't you? you know Cambridge aren't going to be coming to us tomorrow and playing like Plymouth. You know, to no. be fair play to Plymouth, there was not a sign of stop, you know. On no, seat. not at all, no. Was it was, there wasn't anything Good game yesterday, it was. a good game. a
1: third division yeah. game you're watching yeah. there. And it was a, yeah. just a really great game of football to watch, wasn't really. it? And he, I thought the ref did well as well. The ref played part in that, kept it flowing, yeah, it? he they.
5: really did. Yeah, yeah, a couple of guys near me were saying they nearly applauded the referee off at the end of the match. Yeah, he's very he, good. He let a lot of stuff go, um, and not not you know to the detriment of people's um, health or anything. He just fair tackles. He wasn't falling for the the silly tack, the silly that were falling over. He was doing really well. Just one yeah. quick question to you, Ben, if you don't mind. Yeah. I know you don't watch us too much, but uh, how would this team do in the championship? Do you reckon, from what you're hearing and what you're seeing, if we do manage to make that leap is it going to be that they, they'll sit nicely in the championship just by virtue of the way they're playing and coached?
0: well in terms of the durability that's a big um big tick in the box lots of teams in the championship play a three so there might be some matchups where you know it might be a bit sort of tense obviously we understand the financial landscape stupid so the parachute teams would still demolish us generally um we would lack that. I mean, you look down championship teams and you see a Harry Wilson or a Dom Solanke or a, I don't know, Sorba Thomas, Morgan Gibbs, why um, Ben Brereton Diaz? The, the, there's a, a lot of teams will have players where they'd be like, Premier League players. they would be way, yeah. way better than, but um, it's a start having a pattern of play and a kind of young progressive um, manager. So we might, have to, the thing about the championship as well, and, and any league Craig is there's, you always reliant. someone will always have a anus horribilis so there'll always be there'll always be a peterborough who you know really never can win an away game or barnsley who go through three managers and here's the big thing with the championship in the next two three years how many teams are going to have points deductions as well mm. especially post covid with all the um, we're going to have a lot of fun over the next couple of months well not really, because um, it's not it's not my wheelhouse adding up um, financial spreadsheets. But surely there's going to be at least two points deductions next season. And yeah, N- knowing us, we'll 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 finally get up when all the financial stuff's cleared and the parachute payments are and removed all, and all, all
1: of that. Yeah, and, and all very boring for you next season. after the report on Norwich another ninety five oh, points promotion. Stop
0: much. it. Oh, stop it. They've got to mess it up one. Sorry, (laughs) mate. They've got to mess it up. Uh, Right, brilliant stuff. Dave, I realised Craig um, had mentioned a name that we should have mentioned way earlier in the show. Just finish off with a little few words on on Paul Mariner. It was Paul Mariner day... Um, yesterday, yeah, it was.
3: Um, yeah, it, was it
1: was brilliant, mate. Really well observed. Uh, really well, um, really well observed. I didn't. I must admit, I didn't make it to the fans' on The greyhound, and um, I think there was something going on in the fan zone there. Craig, well, Craig said they were showing a montage of his goals and stuff like that, and a minute's applause before the game. Yeah, much repeated. You could see our, me and you when we did our tribute all those a few years back, which Rich brilliantly added video to last year. I think that, um, yeah, the, just a the complete player, complete all round. All round. If you if you had, if you had a prototype of a centre forward, an all round centre forward, there's your man. Outstanding, brilliant stuff. And um, again, I'll reiterate: a great day, a great
0: performance yesterday, with um, some bigger picture frustrations. Say goodbye, Craig. Yep. Yeah, see you all. Uh, say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye and uh, get involved over on Leveler, um, Caster for your podcast. YouTube, if you've survived this far, hit the like button and we will see you, um, I think, in the middle of the week for the live show. <laughs>